it's Thursday, and if you're looking for a little bit of peace and quiet, go and sit in the bathroom for 20 minutes, sit on the toilet, put your earphones in, and listen to me and Dave talk about our mock draft. It's First Day Podcast. I'm Ross, and here's Dave. Hi, you're right. Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. It's Thursday. Shame, shame it's coming to an end, this uh, mock draft. It's been fun doing this. Maybe we'll do the, the, the other six rounds as well. <laughs> we get really yeah. bored. Yeah, we'll really struggle for content. <laughs> Let us know if you want to hear that. Uh, we might do it, you never know. But anyway, let's get on with it, let's crack on. We've got the last um, seven picks to do here. Seven or eight picks, I can't count. Eight, yeah. eight <laughs> picks, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> uh, so okay, we'll get going. I'm on the clock with the Minnesota Vikings. And if you listened to yesterday's episode, Dave said they're going to take a cornerback and a wide receiver with their first two picks. Dave took that cornerback in episode three. I'm taking a wide receiver. T Higgins is the man who's going to be the... Not the Stefan Diggs replacement, but I think a man that takes over for Madden Thielen if his injury issues kind of linger a bit because he had hamstring problems, didn't he, last year? And once they start, they never really stop hamstring problems. Yeah, it's always a concern, mm. those sort of soft tissue injuries because I think a lot of players get labelled injury prone when some of them are just bad luck. You know, yeah. if you get hit and break something or whatever, I don't think you're necessarily injury prone, there's bad luck, but. Once a soft tissue one start, that's a, a bad sign. I mean, yeah. Brandon Cook is not injury prone because he gets hit in the head a lot, is he? That's not his fault. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's just bad luck. But yeah, I, I like this pick here. I think we said about with um, Jefferson in the last podcast was his production. Mm. I mean, Higgins' production was insane. Yeah, there's some huge oh, prospects in this draft. Obviously, it's mad. Yeah, um, I think Higgins is a little bit more limited than some of those other ones that have gone above him. I think he's a bit more. Yeah. That is one dimensional. I don't know. I'm a bit harsh on him, but I think he is. Uh, yeah, I think he's got a little less to his game than some of them others. I think he is. Yeah. That sort of deep threat more than some of the other. Some of these others can do a little bit more, but as that deep threat, if you, if you need that sort of player. Yeah. He is. A very, very good one. He, I mean, his catching is amazing. He's got such good hands. I mean, he's quick. He's, yeah, there's, there's, as a vertical threat, there's so much to like about him. And, yeah, I think for the Vikings, if if you can pair him with Phelan, if you can get Phelan playing yeah. 16 games, or, well, 17 games maybe in the future, <laughs> then, uh, yeah, that's a really, really good one too. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got some other players. Obviously, they drafted Irv Smith at tight end last year. I mean, yeah, and they love um, what's his face, the running back. <laughs> I remember his name now. Dalvin Cook. That's the one. Yeah, and you've got um, oh god, what's the backup running Alexander back? Madison. Ma- Why don't I yeah. Madison? But not Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, like um, he's another player. There's a lot of <laughs> weapons there, and adding Higgins here would. I mean, that's a pretty scary looking offense there, really. He tied. He finishes Clemson career tied for the most receiving touchdowns with DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. That's not bad. They're yeah. both pretty good. I mean, one's better yeah. than the other, obviously, but <laughs> they're not bad receivers in the NFL. Um, let's move on and pick number twenty-six. This is the second first-round pick the Lions picked up in our trade with the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, obviously for the Lions, you went quarterback with the first pick. <laughs> I did. Where I probably would have gone. Cornerback there, so I've gone cornerback here, and I mean, if it played out like this, I don't think the Lions would be too unhappy. So, if they um, had taken Okuda, whatever thing that's his name, would they have taken Jordan Love here? I think it's Possibly. potential. I think they're one of the teams that could have taken him in yeah. that situation. Um, yeah, I think this is very much a spot where you could see a quarterback. Like, I feel like if they were going to take a quarterback, this is probably the way they do it. 
Because yeah. I think Love could sit for a year and then trade uh, Stafford at the end of the year. I think that would make more sense in terms of, like, because of um, Stafford's insane cap hit and yeah. dead cap if they traded him. It makes it a really hard situation to get one of those ones at the top. But if you took someone here, you could allow him to sit a bit longer. Do any of the guys like uh, Eason, From or Hurts kind of sneak into the back end of this draft, do you think, first round? I don't think so. As I'm, the last first round prospect. In my opinion, he is. I mean, you never know if a team yeah. falls in love with someone. <coughs> I, I wouldn't take them there. Um, okay. From, I probably wouldn't be taking anyway because I think he goes ahead of where I would want to take him. Right. Um, Hurts. I mean, these callbacks aren't coming up in these next few picks, so might as well talk about them. Yeah. Hurts. Hurts is an interesting one. I think there's a lot to like about him. I don't think. I don't think he's necessarily ready to come in and start from day one, but he's got some interesting tools. And I think, I mean, as a person, I think he's got everything you'd want from a quarterback and like the leader of your team. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think he's. I don't think he's necessarily like this elite corner uh, quarterback. Sorry, that I instantly love him because his NFL comparison is Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that's harsh, isn't it? Um, <laughs> He comes out of the same system as uh, Mayfield and Murray, so I mean, another sort of player you get in there. But yeah, yeah, I don't think he's ready. Is the problem, and that's why I don't think any of them players are ready to start. Where Love, I'm not 100 percent convinced, but I think he could start if you really needed to him. But needed him too, sorry. Yeah. But Love's Love's the one that's got the comparisons like Mahomes, that sort of sort of style and like the upside. (laughs) You what? Sorry. Lance Zerlans compared to Blake Bortles. Jesus oh, that, Christ. That is harsh. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I say more like that sort of thing, but it's more that sort of style and that upside that you get with him, I think. He's the same like, kind of dimensions in 6'4". Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be Mahomes or anything, but like I think it's a copycat league, isn't it? And yeah. teams are going to be looking for their Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, it was last year it was young coaches after Sean McVay, and this mm-hmm. year it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But I think Love's the only one of those four that really has that potential. Like Eason... I could see teams liking him. Yeah. But for me I don't think he's six foot six. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's got the ceiling really to be taking him this high. Yeah. I think I think Easton's one of them players if you draft him in four or five years, you're gonna be in a sort of Bengal sort of situation where you've got a player that's good but not like great and right. I mean it's got its place. I mean there's worse yeah. things but Half I don't think he's got the, starting the quarterback. Yeah, it's it's a hard situation, but for me, I think Love's the only one of those four that's got First, first round potential really and okay. I don't know I, I like Love though I do like Love but we'll talk about him in a uh, well pretty soon I reckon yeah. um, but at pick 26 I'll end up going for Trayvon Diggs nice uh, I think he's a really good player okay. he's uh, yeah, he's got a lot of sort of good stuff to him a lot of stuff you like from a cornerback yeah it, it, he's not got that length he's got He's not the greatest tackler, so I mean he's not going to be that sort of player. But that's not what you necessarily need from a cornerback. Depending on like different sort of systems, but mm. I mean after passing up on a cornerback early, I think getting Diggs here is a it's pretty good value at twenty six. Yeah, his comparisons are key to lead. If you're getting him late in the draft, yeah, man. yeah, I don't think he's. Quite, I don't think like to leave. I don't think he's got that sort of like toughness that to leave had, but. So he could possibly he translate or tra- transfer to being a, a safety as well, a free safety, because of his size and his skill set. Yeah, yeah, I think I could, I could see that. Nice. I think, I think he's, a, yeah, I think he's a good player, and at um, twenty six, I think you're getting good value from there. Mm. 
yeah, not bad. Uh, up at pick number 27 is the Seattle Seahawks. I'm on the clock as a Seahawks GM, and I'm trading this pick because we don't pick in the first round. Um, and the Colts are desperate to get into the first round. They gave away their pick for DeForest Buckner. They move up. They give up the 34th pick and the 75th pick to move up to 27, which we thought was a pretty realistic trade. It's kind of what yeah. the Seahawks do. A high second and a sort of mid-ish third, yeah. I think. It's not too I much think... for the Colts to give up. No, especially for in this situation we've got them drafting their quarterback of the future. So. Yes, they're and moving I, up to take Jordan Love. I feel like this is a situation where we could see someone trade up because drafting the first, you get that fifth round option, don't you, which yeah. for a quarterback is so valuable. So, yeah, I think this is a move, whether it's a cult or it's someone else. I think the, the Seahawks are the first of the teams that could easily just move out the first round, not bothered about getting one of the guys that are here and just pick up some more capital. Like Ravens, yeah. Titans maybe would stay where they are. Packers, Niners, and Chiefs end the draft. It's the they're all kind of pretty well set. Yeah, I feel like I feel like all of these teams would be happy to make this sort of move really and just pick up a an extra pick. But yeah, see what's got there first and yeah, yeah, get decent enough value for the pick. Yeah, and the Colts get their quarterback in the future. Rivers is there in place, and I think he will be there for the, the, this season and maybe a season after that because of the line will keep him upright. But we've never been the biggest Phil Rivers fans on this podcast and. Yeah, get him out of the way after a year and let Jordan Love take over and see what you've got. Yeah, I, I like this pick a lot. Um, I think that you're getting a quarterback that, for me, does need that little bit of time to sit and develop. Yeah. But he has got a lot of upside, as I said in the uh, just I don't lose track of when I said it now, but it was just a minute ago, or the last podcast, but sort of he's had comparisons with Mahomes from some people just because of... Mm. So his style more than anything, but he definitely has upside to being a top quarterback. And yes. that's all you can really ask for. And I think getting that time to sit behind a quarterback like Philip Rivers. He'll learn a lot on him, that's the thing. We might not like him, but he's a solid veteran. Yeah, definitely. And you can definitely teach him a lot. And I think that would be it'd be such a good landing spot for Love This. I feel like this is a sort of spot where he could fulfil his potential and yeah. I mean, after Colts lost luck, I think I, I thought obviously this was before the trade with the 49ers, but I thought they were a candidate to take a, a quarterback earlier in this round uh, when they had that pick before they yeah, well, were they 13, 14, something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? Uh, yeah, 13 was the one they go to the 49ers, yeah. and I think they definitely could have taken a cornerback in that spot, but at 27 or like well 34 and then trading up to 27. Yeah, I thought this would be such a good fit for him and. I think, yeah, getting a chance to properly sit a year, then he's not going to take over from Rivers in the first year unless no. Rivers is a, is a disaster. <laughs> but I think Rivers is such a good um, good person to yeah. sort of sit behind for him. and Showing the ropes how to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, definitely. I think this this would be such a good fit and such a good landing spot for Love and absolutely ideal for him. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I like this for the Colts as well. I think this, uh, at this stage, there's a lot of upside with love there. Yes, definitely. There's, yeah, no one else already would have had them taken, jumping into the first round four. So, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, next up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens picking number 28. And I'm assuming this is the guy that you've teased me with for four rounds now, or four podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, really like Kenneth Murray. Kenneth um, Murray, linebacker. Yeah, I feel like... So that we mentioned uh, that we did, we're both doing these seven round mocks. I feel like I've taken Murray in every one I've done <laughs> for the various teams I'm drafting nice. for. I think he's, I think he's got so much athleticism 
He's got so much. He's just like one of these players just sideline to sideline. He just sort of feels like he's always involved. Yeah. And going to the Ravens would be so good for him. Oh, I think they'd be terrifying. Oh, because that defense, I think, has got so much talent. Yeah. And the secondary on the line, even linebacker, have got some talent. It's not like they're yeah. bad anywhere. I think the Ravens are the most complete team in the league right now. I think they are. And for me, you add Murray to that line, he's just going to have so much freedom to just basically just be all over the field like he is that sort of player that can just be everywhere and yeah. I mean, he's such a good tackler he's and behind that line for me he's got defensive rookie of the year potential i think he's that sort of player that can wow. um who was it for the colts a couple of years ago uh darius Leonard. <sighs> yeah who just like just wrapped up tackles in the yeah. end i feel like he's got that sort of potential in terms of like stats which is the sort of thing that gets noticed for mm-hmm. rookie of the year and stuff i feel like he's the sort of player that's going to put up Great numbers from day one. I think he averaged he's, fifteen tackles for lost for two years in a row. That's massive for a linebacker. Yeah, he's he's really good. He is. Wow. Yeah, I, I love him as a player, and I think in this defense he has got just so much potential. Because I think I can't think who we were saying about it with, but um, oh, the Saints and the cornerback, yeah, Terrell. Um, I think he's got. He doesn't need to be that player from day one, but because he doesn't need to be, it allows him to be that player from day one. No, I yeah. think there's not pressure on him to have to succeed from day one. But I think because of that, he will. I think mm. he's just going to come in and yeah, be great on that defense. There you go. Mark the time. It's the 9th of April. It's eight fifteen ish in the morning. Dave has said Kenneth Murray, defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll happily place some uh, bets on it for him. <laughs> from as soon as the draft's done. Nice. Chase Young will be coming after you. <laughs> uh, next I, I, just, I just think it's a system thing. I think he's going to yes. put up such good numbers. I yeah. think that's going to be the thing there. I think he's just going to just be a, like, a stat monster. No one cares what the Redskins do anyway, do they? So. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most irrelevant teams for media-wise in the whole NFL. Yeah. Uh, next up is another one of those teams. It's Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're picking 29. Um, I've got them picking defensive line. I've got them taking Ross Blacklock um, to replace Jarrell Casey, really. Casey left the building because he was getting a lot of money for not huge production in the last couple of years. I think he was the, kind of the main guy before they started to get to be the Titans that they are now. He was the centrepiece of that team. Um, but as they've improved around him, he's kind of not progressed any further. So he's gone. He went to the Ravens, didn't he, as well? Yeah, I think he did, yeah. Just another guy. Ravens? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I lost track. <laughs> Research is <laughs> <Sandy moves>. point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, they get Ross Blacklock, an interior defensive lineman. Um, decent combine numbers and just another solid player. And they, with the guy, who was the guy I took last year? Simmons? Yeah, Simmons, yeah. Who was he, one of the best players in the draft, if not for the injuries he had, wasn't he? Well, and uh, some off the field issues. That's it. Say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pairing those two together on that defensive line. Makes them pretty fearsome. Yeah, definitely. I think they're they're definitely a candidate to take a tackle here. Um, mm-hmm. Start that next run on tackles, but yeah, yeah getting Blacklock here is. Oh, yeah, I think he's a really exciting prospect, and yeah. as they pairing him there, that's uh, yeah, it's pretty fearsome that defense. Yeah, they can uh, strong defensive and strong running game. It's the it's the way to win in the NFL 15 years ago. Yeah, I wonder if they will take tackle just because of the money invested in uh, Tannehill and obviously Henry on the franchise tag. Oh, yeah. Wonder, and obviously losing Conklin, I don't know if they'll try and replace him straight away, but I like the pick here anyway. Um, if, they, if they don't take a 
tackle, then yeah, this is a really nice pick. Who's the next tackles they could take? Really, Caesar Ruiz, Austin Jackson, Josh Jones is still available in our draft. Yeah. Um, I think he's one. Well, well, I won't talk about him yet. I won't say why, but uh, I won't talk about him, Josh, yet. Okay. But um, I mean, maybe we're going to talk about him very soon. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no spoilers here. But yeah, I think yeah, the Titans are an interesting team because. I'm not particularly high on them, so... No, neither am I. Sorry, Dave, I know you're listening to this, and it was great last year, but it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> think last year's sustainable, really. I mean, you, you, you said uh, he, he's, uh, he uh, evaluated this pick for you. What, what was he saying about it? Was he happy with taking Blacklock here? Uh, he, he said that they do go defence, but not on an interior line. Oh, fair play. So I'm not sure who else he was thinking of, maybe corner or edge. Uh, maybe hoping the linebacker's there but yeah I think this is the pick for them and um, yeah let's move on let's move on to our final three picks then the Green Bay Packers Dave you're on the clock with those yeah I mean mentioned him um, and here he is <laughs> spoilers yeah I mean lots of people have got the Packers taking a wide receiver but I think with how our draft has shaken out I think there's probably a couple of wide receivers gone a little bit earlier than yeah. some are projecting so I think that means well, not even actually projecting. I think some they're perfectly good fits and picks for them team. So mm. at this stage, I think because wide receivers has been a bit of an early run on them, I think there's a bit more value elsewhere. And yeah. obviously, plenty of wide receivers coming up in this draft. So I think the Packers just draft the best tackle left for me, and that's Josh Jones. He's, yeah, I think he's, yeah, definitely the best of the rest. As the big four tackles, I think he's the best of the rest. I right. think some have some have got them as a five, but for me, I think he's a level below right. those but he's got a lot of he's got a really high ceiling which i think is obviously a great pickup at 30 but i think he's also got a pretty reasonable floor i think he's a pretty safe bet here at 30 and obviously um rogers isn't getting any younger you need but to left him. as well yeah i think he did didn't he oh, i lose track of, honestly i've lost track of so many moves in the office moves, yeah <laughs> i feel like with all the stuff going on as well i feel like my brain's like on overload <laughs> it's uh yeah so i just take it all in but yeah i think for me you get jones you really shore up the offensive line and i think he's just a dominant player really i think he's that sort of dominant tackle that any any team would like i think he can fit with anyone really and i think the packers get the tackle of the future there and address wide receiver yeah if we were doing a two or three mock draft, uh, if we're doing a like seven round mock draft, sorry, um, I, I wouldn't suppose they took a couple of receivers in this draft because, yeah, I mean, it didn't really work out last year, did it? With, I mean, Allison's left now, isn't he? He's gone to the Lions, I believe. Yeah, got MVS and Devontae Adams, really. Yeah, they? and like Adams is obviously amazing, but yeah. they need someone else with him. But I, yeah, I just think with how this has shaken out, I think tackle makes more sense to me here. Um, yeah, but like I did go, he's an our charger. Yeah, um, yeah. So you need need to bring spot. someone in. Yeah. yeah, definitely as a spot, and I think he's a really good player. Mm. For me, I, th- I think others have got others rated higher, but for me, Jones is um, the fifth tackle in this draft, and yeah, I think he's a yeah, really safe bet at thirty and a player with quite a lot of upside as well. So yeah, good pick for the Packers for me. I, yeah. I, I say wide receiver is the obvious pick there, I think, but I just don't think with a wide shaking out they would go wide receiver. No. Um, next up is the Niners. Somehow I've ended up picking for the Niners twice in this draft. I'm not happy with that. Um, <laughs> Obviously, just a, I just did it all now. I gave you the first pick. I was being nice, and True, I yeah. end up doing you in there, giving you the <laughs> Niners. 
Uh, I took a receiver for them earlier on in our episode number one, uh, two, I think. I'm going to take an edge for them now. Um, Yitor Gross Matos. I think they need to replace DeForest Buckner. They've got a good defensive line, but you stockpile while you can. If you can get good players that you can just sit for a little bit and just use them as situational pass rushers, then that's what you do. And this guy's a good, good pass rusher, joining an already really good um, defensive line. Yeah, definitely. I, it's hard to know where they'll pick. The same with um, the Chiefs coming up there's not like, tons of needs for them is there and no replacing Buckner would definitely uh help so yeah it's yeah it's um yeah, I think he's a bit uh, of a boom or bust kind of guy I think possibly but yeah I think he's yeah there's a lot 31. to like about him he's got a lot of um a lot of talent it's just sort of harnessing that I guess and yeah. I mean what better place to do that than with probably the best defensive line in the league or one of yeah being the other Ed Russell is a, a pretty good spot to be in that pretty team good place to be opposite Nick Bosa isn't it yeah like, I do want to take a cornerback maybe to sort of pair someone up with Sherman and yeah. get a bit younger there but Sherman is getting on as well yeah I, I think they're a weird team that go in a lot of directions and mm. yeah I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they went the other way round maybe uh, right, yeah. picked up someone Earlier in the draft, um, like an edge rusher there, maybe, and maybe went wide receiver here. I, I don't know really. They're they're a really interesting team in this draft, I think, because they could go in a lot of different ways. But yeah, yeah, getting him here is great, and that team, that defense was built around defensive line play, wasn't it last year? Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, they were good elsewhere as well, but it all starts it built on around, the line, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, and this just replaces Buckner and yeah, just stacks what is already a stacked <laughs> defense even more. Yeah, there we go. Then finish off, Dave. Number thirty-two, the Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. What do they need to improve on becoming the best in the league already? Well, this is probably my hardest name to say. <laughs> Left it to the last as well. Yeah, I'm going Noah Igbin Igbinagene. That is probably terribly wrong, but <laughs> he is a cornerback out of Auburn. Um, he is yeah, another just another really solid cornerback. I think he. There's been a lot of them this year. Yeah, I think cornerbacks are in their weird position. I don't think there's, on the whole, they're not like the elite cornerbacks, but I think there's a lot of good ones, and I think he's enough one of them. Or like good's probably understand. I think he's a really good player, but I think... Um, he's the son of two Olympic track runners. I mean, that's it's a good place to start from, isn't it? <laughs> Jesus. I think, he's, I think he's one of them... I think he's got a bit more work to do than some of these other corners that have gone before him. I think that's why he would fall yeah. a little bit more. And maybe he might even fall into second here. But, I mean, the Chiefs have got... I don't think they need to work much on the offence. I think no. on offence they're pretty set. Um, there's not tons of needs there on offence. So I think it's got to be defence. Yeah. And uh, although the defence got better last year, I still think they could do with some help mm-hmm. in coverage and I think this is the route they'd go I don't know if he's necessarily the player I don't know if they'd want someone who was a bit more ready to go from day one but it's I think he's got more upside isn't it? yeah exactly and I think he's got a little bit more upside than the other players available sort of as ours are shaken out and at this spot yeah. what it's like to be available at this spot and they're, they're a good defence don't get me wrong they're, like with um, they've got Chris Jones and Frank Clark who else is there? Uh, Honey Badger. Yep. Uh, yeah, so they've got some good players on defence. So mm. it's a nice pieces. So he can come in and be sort of just a, another guy to start with. But I think he's got a lot of upside. And 
yeah, I think the chief go defense. I, yeah. I'm not convinced it is cornerback, but uh, I think it is <laughs> just because <laughs> of the money they got invested on the line already. I mean, they need to do something there to help in coverage and yeah, yeah, cornerback for me. Whether he's a player, I'm, we did this after what two, three days ago. I mm-hmm. feel like if we're doing it now, I'd maybe take a different player. But maybe we'll do another one. Maybe the days. Yeah, the near the time. I feel like I'd maybe take a different player, but I do really like him. I like his upside, and as yeah. I said, at 32 upside is. We can really Pretty valuable. Yeah, yeah, his name is pronounced Ig Bin Ogani. I mean, I was close here. You were pretty close. I, I, I don't think I said anything like that, in fairness, but <laughs> I don't claim I was close. Listen back to, listen back to the tape. Yeah. Um, anyway, there we go. That is the first uh, first and ten mock draft of 2020. We'll probably do another one of these before the, uh, the draft actually happens. We will, yeah. again, be live streaming on Facebook um, for, the, for the draft, maybe for the first... 10 or 12 or so picks because it gets pretty late and with NFL having to use technology it's going to be even later isn't it it's going to take even longer yeah <laughs> but at the same time no one's got anything better to do with their time have they so no, we might as well true. stay up for it yes I watched the guys from the Leeds podcast stream uh, Football Manager 0708 for 24 hours almost the last day, so, day or so so I mean wow. they made 20 grand for charity so if people want to donate money for us to do it for the full draft I'll stay up and do it for the full draft if we get money for charity that'd be good, fine and um, oh, well, this is coming out on Thursday, so it might have already been announced. But I'm thinking of doing a like a quiz, like a live quiz, maybe raise some money for some charity of some variety. Yeah, there was a lot of interest in that on the Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I was surprised by quite how much interest there was <laughs> uh, in that. In fairness, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's something I'll do uh, or we'll do. Yeah. Not quite sure on the logistics of it right now, but there must be an app. <sighs> yeah, and we'll, I'll stream it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean. We'll figure I'll it use, out before we get Use some of the skills I picked up in my degree to actually edit stuff and all that <laughs> malarkey. So, you know, I, I can put a little TV show together, basically. Nice. I, I, I can do that from from home, I reckon. I've got, nice. got the skills and that. Right, so we'll, we'll get that sorted. It's probably already been announced when you're hearing this, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah just look look out for that. If you want to get involved, let us know. Get us on uh, Twitter at first and ten underscore or on Facebook, first and ten NFL. Uh, you can find me at Rosbo1984 and Dave at DJG23. Um, uh, is that it? Yeah. That's it. That's it, yeah. It's Done. been uh, four days of drafting. Another uh, week in the books. Yeah, I mean, we'll be back tomorrow with something. We might. Depends what's happened, really, news wise, doesn't it? Yeah, hopefully something happens soon. But the fact that players can't travel to have medicals and stuff and physicals, it's a bit a bit of an issue. I'm waiting for Cam Newton to sign for someone. But yeah, Clowney, Newton, yeah, exactly. There's a few players that maybe by the end of this week would have uh, signed somewhere. Yeah, a little thing on Clowney that we offered him apparently 18 million a year to begin with. Uh, he didn't want that, and now his his, his price has dropped because no one else wants, wants to pay him 20 odd a year. So it it does seem it does feel like it's going to end with. Uh... Ever the seal, doesn't it? Yeah, fifteen million a year. <laughs> we're we're, give, we're giving away content here that we could be using on our Friday. True, true. Ignore Content's it. hard right now. Forget fairness. you heard that. We yeah, hear forget that. Friday. <laughs> edit out. Edit out. <laughs> <laughs> right, that is it. That is us done. Uh, we should be back uh, tomorrow, which will be Friday, and then uh, yeah, back next week with more more stuff leading up to the draft. So until then, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Dave. Bye, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.